Booker Tov, today's stuff is Mem Vav. We're a little behind. We better get caught up. So um, we're on the the uh, first Mishnah on Mem Hayamid Bet. Let's take a look. There are two Mishnayot. We're on the one that is in the middle of the page. And um, well, yeah, let's let's get going. So it's about Egla. We're dealing still with the process of Egla Rufa. So we have the basin, uh, representative of the basin, the God of New Shalayim, coming out and measuring to the nearby town or the most nearby town that has a basin. And let's take a look. Let's say the body is exactly equal distance between two towns. Um, says they each bring an egg it's not they both bring two but they each bring one anyway so the fact is that they both bring I mean the whole point here is that it's a suffix so the fact that it can't be from both of theirs I mean anybody either way each one is doing it because of a suffix okay which is interesting because you could have said that what they do is that they the batidin of each town come together and they bring one egg and they uh, stipulate you know if it's closer to my town then this is you know then this is my egg if it's closer to your town then this is your Egla but, uh, well, but maybe it's not closer to either town maybe it really is exactly equidistance could be so the order is one from each town well there's only one body there's one body equidistant between two towns uh, it's for the, it, we're not dealing with the case of yesterday of two bodies there's one body equidistant between two towns okay so he says both ta- both each ba- based in from each town brings an egg rufa so we'll see that in the Gemara that's, very, that's pretty strange but what else are you supposed to do okay the A now it doesn't give you it's interesting it says D. Rebbe Eliezer it doesn't say what the other opinion is sometimes you have that you have the clearly it's not unanimous but you don't know what the other side of it is okay then the mission continues if it's near Yerushalayim, you would not bring an egg rufa. Now, let's say the, the body's head has been severed and the bed is head in one place and the body's in another place. So, says you bring the head to the body, which is why why have to bring the head to the body, but presumably you measure from the body. So, you bring the body to that again. Why you bring it is not clear. We'll see in the Gemara, but presumably you measure from the head. Except the end of the Mishnah asks the question from which part of the body you would measure and it's not a question of head versus body let's take a look or well maybe it is but said in a different way from the belly button from the nostrils the place where a person would become a corpse or you know a kalal is like a corpse slain in war or whatever which would be made so he understands that the normal word of the word halal literally would relate to normally a cutting off at the head which actually fits into the earlier scenario now is the question of bringing the head to the body or the body to the head parallel to the question of where you would measure it from so if you take a look it actually is looks to be somewhat parallel because Rabbi Eliezer says you bring the head to the body says you measure from the belly button and Rabbi right so that makes the body the center place you measure from and Rabbi Akiva that says you bring the body to the head okay which means that says you measure from the nostrils, which means the head is the central place that you measure from. So it sounds like it's basically the exact same point. Where do you measure from? Okay, but we will see more about this in the Gemara. 
Okay, so let's see what the Gemara says. My time with Rebbe Eliezer. What's the reason Rebbe Eliezer that says you could have two Egla Rufus for one body if there's two towns that are equidistant? Kosovar it's possible to be precise. So if two towns are equidistant, you don't say, oh, come on, one town is clearly closer, we are just not able to measure precisely enough. Okay? And that would make it a suffix. Now, if it were a suffix, which town was closer, and you could, would concede that we can't measure precisely, then you would do what I said a minute ago, is that you would bring one egg rufa, and the din of each town would, like, stipulate, if it's closer to mine, it's my egg rufa. If it's closer to yours, it's your egg rufa. Okay? So that would be if you said, yes, it something. It's got to be closer, okay? But you just can't measure, you know, it's like, at some level of precision, it definitely would be closer to one town. We just can't measure. No, you don't say that. You say, after the time, we can be precise, and then that there's no meaning of going to a higher level of precision than we're able to achieve, and it really is defined as being equidistant. Okay? Because of our Um... Uh, the Krova, the Afilu Krovot. Now you, okay, let's say you say, fine, it is equidistant. Now maybe there should be no Egla Rufa. Maybe it should be an exclusion from the whole halacha. Because it says Ha'ir HaKrova. That's close. So maybe it wouldn't apply when there are two, two cities. So it says, no, we don't see that the word Krova excludes the scenario of there being two cities. So number one is we accept halachically that there, that there is, that they could be defined as equidistant and we don't treat it as a suffix. And number two, we could accept halachically that there could be, that, that it's possible for two cities to bring in Egla roof, and therefore you would bring two. Okay. As opposed to the other possibilities, the other two po- implicit possibilities are, as I said, either you bring one and you make a Tanai, or you say it's completely exempt, because it, since there's not one city, it's completely exempt. He says, no, you bring two. Okay. The Ain Yushalayim is the Egla roof, you don't bring it. If Yushalayim is the nearby city, you don't bring it from Yushalayim. Because the Pasuk says, Lerishta, it says that God, one of the cities that God has given you for inheritance, because of Yushalayim, Yushalayim was not subdivided to the tribes. It was not, it was sort of an, a, you know, an international city, or not international, I'll get trouble for that one. Uh, <laughs> a intertribal city, I get, or something. <laughs> anyway, it did not, was not in the chilek of any one particular tribe, so it's not in the category of lurishta. Alright. Now, what happens if that is separated from the body? says, What's this debate about? Where you measure from? The end says, where would they measure from? From the belly button or the nostrils. So, obviously, you know, why not just mention that debate? So, the idea of head severing from the body seems to be a different debate. Although, as I pointed out, it exactly matches up. Right, Rabbi Akiva that focuses on the head says you measure from the nostrils. And Rabbi Eliezer that says you focus on the body says you measure from the belly button. But the fact that it's being framed as two debates seems that there's something else going here, uh, going on here as well. So, I'm a Rabbi Yitzhak. What else is going on here? Um, but you're right, it's really a different debate. It's, it's not a debate when it's severed about where you measure from. That's based on the end of the Mishnah. It's a debate about where you're going to bury the body. Okay? Because you bury the body where it fell, in the case of a mace mitzvah. All right? But what happens, right, if it didn't fall in one place? There's two parts to the body. So, Rav Ahikamar, the Kovro, when it comes to burying it, it acquires its place. You bury it where it, where it is. The Hechadanim Sarosh of Makamech, the Guru of 
And what happens if the head and the body are not in the same place? So Malikh Harosh Aguf, to Rebel Yezer. Rebel Yezer anyway focused on the belly button for measuring, says you bring the head to the body and you bury it where the body is. Rebbe Kiva Omeraguf Eitzel Harosh. You bring the body you bring the body to the head and you measure it where the head is. Okay? The Maikamifli, now what's that debate about? Marsaver Gufe Biduchte Nafal. Risha did not even nafil. One holds that you know, presumably this guy was beheaded, so the body fell where it was beheaded. The head flew somewhere else. So the place where it actually was killed was where the body is. So you bring the head to the body. But that's pretty reasonable. Umar Sarva, the other one holds, Reshech Dinafal Nafio. No, the head fell where it was severed from the body. Gufu who derived Azio. But the body kept on moving. Sort of like, you know, I guess a chicken that moves around with his head cut off. It imagines somebody was running away, somebody was running after him, cut off his head, and the body kept on going a few steps before, before, yeah. The body kept on going a few steps before it realized that there was no head attached to it. Like one of those <laughs> I don't think that's actually possible. I don't know. But anyway. All right. Makes a lot more sense to think that the head is the thing that flew off, not the body. Moving on. Yes. Um, is the assumption, and I don't remember the psukim, the assumption is nobody knows Nobody knows who this person is, right? Right. It's not like they have relatives in that city. Um, well, it doesn't it's say that you don't amazing. know. It's yeah, well, it, right, that's true. Meaning that's the, the, the normal sense, the, the psukim are not clear that nobody right. knows who the victim is. Right. Right. Nobody knows who the who the, who the murderer is, right? So but, why is it the make mitzvah necessary? Yeah, it's a good point. I think that there the, the assumption of the parak hasn't occurred to me, but you're right. I mean, the very fact that we sort of say, you know, we didn't uh, let him leave without accompanying him and so on, you know, it all assumes that this is some stranger that was passing through town, right, right? I don't know why it assumes that, right? Why maybe it's, uh, you know. I don't know. It's powerful, You're, though. In other words, right. you have no connection, you have responsibility. Right, right. You're right. But I don't think the, the Sukkot, I don't think, indicate that, it, that, that it's a, a stranger who's the victim. But that's certainly the assumption here of the Mishnayot and of the Gemara. You're correct. Okay. All right. I and I, where were they measure from? So, nostrils of the belly button. But my Kamifli, what is this debate? Marsava Ikuchyusabiape, the fundamental life is in a person's nostrils. Umarsava Ikuchyusabitibura, the fundamental life is in a person's belly button. Now, this also comes up uh, more significantly um, in the Gemara Yoma about if a guy is under a pile of rubble right. and when do you, how do you determine if he's still alive or not and do you try to measure whether he's, uh, there's still life in his nostrils or still life in his belly button. Now some people want to make this a debate about whether life is measured by breathing or by circulation although what belly button has to do with circulation there's some girsa about heart but belly button certainly is, the, is you know almost definitely is the right girsa um, and uh, it really seems that both of those well, we'll see in a minute of the Gemara, but both of those could be related to breathing, um, you know, because the belly button is like the diaphragm and the rising and the falling or whatever, so they could both very much be related to breathing, and we'll see in a minute that the Gemara d- does tie it in very much to the idea of breath. So, um, so let's take a look. Um, although this isn't saying this as a way of determining whether a person is alive or not, but like where we locate, the, we sort of say the locus of life. So, Leimaki Hani Tanai, let's say it's like this t- debate of Tanai. Mehechan Havlad no where is the child from where does the child get uh, uh, sort of uh, developed where you know how is he created uh, developed in, 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 in the uterus so may Rose show 
from the head. Like the head is created first and then the rest of the body comes after. From my mother's mer- uh, womb you fashion me. And Gozai, Rashi says, is cut off your uh, whatever, your, uh, your, 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 your locks and throw them. So uh, Rashi says, how does Rashi say that the uh, Gozai means this? Atame Roshi Yatsarta, Roshi Tchila, the Gozai listened to Reisha, Gizenis Recha, say Ar Roshcha. So the Gizenis Recha, the Yishlichi Rashi says means, Goz means the head, and the Zirecha, like the Nazir, is the hair of the head. Okay, so somehow Gozai means the head. Uh, where were we? Avasholom and Mitzuburo. No, the infant is created from the fetus develops from the belly button. Because the belly button is like in the middle, so it starts in the middle and then it you know grows out in all directions. I'm sorry, I skipped. So I, I I read the wrong one. So the Mar says no. It could even be even be Abishol who says that the. Uh, that from the belly button, he could agree that uh, here that it would go by the nostrils. When it comes to the developing of the infant, when it develops, it develops from the middle. When it comes to where is the life force, not everybody, because it's not, what do you call it, Rebbe Eliezer in the Mishnah, but everybody in the sense of Abishol and Tanakama here would all agree that it's in the nostrils. Um, that the spirit of life is in their nostrils. So the Gemara very much here and in Yom and elsewhere, you know, constantly basically comes down on the side that whether it's a question of where do you measure from the uh, from the what do you call it for the uh, for the egla rufa or how do you determine life? It's determined by breath in the nostrils. Um, and again, even Tibura really could be not denying the idea of breath, but just measuring it from a different place or conceptualizing its locus in a different place, which is very significant, you know, in terms of contemporary discussion around the definition of death and so on uh, because um, well whatever I won't get on my soapbox about that moving on okay yes the sugi and yoma is uh, the pikuach never sugi about on Shabbos yeah remove, remove the rocks yeah exactly Rabbi Leezer ben Yaakov now he says not from the nostrils or the belly button but from the neck my time with Rabbi Leezer ben Yaakov to put you over the necks of the corpses of the wicked so the con- the image of the idea of a corpse of a certainly a corpse by a sword we discussed before about whether that halal meant by a sword is an idea of a severed head okay so therefore the definition of halal would be by the neck fine so that's how now we've measured so it's the basin in Yerushalayim that comes out and measures and then it's the local basin of the nearby city that comes out and does the ritual now that we've identified the city so Niftur Zikne Yerushalayim the elders of Yerushalayim left now we do the ritual so the elders of that city of the nearby city bring a calf of a you know from a, of a cow um, that did not uh, draw a, a, a yoke um, but a blemish is not a problem you know having walked with the yoke is a problem but not a blemish and they bring it down to the awadi of Eitan what does Eitan mean? Eitan it's hard hard rock but that's only a lichatchila. Even if it was not a hard valley, a, a wadi, it would still be kosher. And they cut off its head with a hatchet from behind its neck. 
Um, in the place where they do this, you are not allowed to plant. I mean, if it's a good hard rock to begin with, that won't be that much of a problem. Umila avod, and you can't do other types of uh, work on the you know in, on the ground. Forever, but forever? forever, right? But umuta, which is why if you get a hard place, it's, you're not going to lose out. Now you can do things on that place as long as you're not using the ground, like planting and harvesting the ground. So you can use it as a place to comb flax or to clean out stones, right? It's not like you can't stand and sit on the place, but you can't like use the ground in the soil. In the soil. Right, soil maybe is the better word there. Now the elders wash their hands with water. This is in the Psukim, where the, uh, where the uh, you know, where the uh, breaking of the neck took place. And they say, like they're washing. It's actually funny, because on the one hand, it's about taking responsibility. On the other hand, the ritual itself is almost like visually it feels a little bit like, like, like denying responsibility I wash my hands from you like they're washing their hands and they're saying we have no culpability our hands didn't spill this blood right? so it's very funny like it almost feels a little bit like denying responsibility but maybe there's an idea that like visually like conceptually there is some blood on their hands that has to be cleansed through the washing so, but the, if you think again I'm maybe being influenced by the idiom that I wash my hands of this which means like, I'm just like you know walking away from this this isn't my problem. But, you know, maybe it's both idea. Your hands were dirty and you have to do something to free yourself, like, from it. Okay? So our hands have not spilled this blood. Our eyes did not see what happened. Why would it occur to us that they were the murderers? They have to say, we did not spill this blood? Um, we did not. He did not come to us, and we did not sort of like just you know like uh, le- uh, like abandon him, and we didn't see him and, and and leave him alone. You know, if he we did not we were not aware. Meaning, it's not that we did not actively murder him, but when we don't have any culpability here, it's not like that this was somebody that we knew about and that we should have taken better care of that we didn't take care of. Which actually would interestingly mean that I you know I mean it doesn't address this issue. But let's say a guy walked through town and was asking for a place to stay or whatever and nobody was helping out or I don't know if they still knew about it and they weren't getting involved then they wouldn't be able to do this ritual right I mean the ritual is actually one they're saying of not of claiming not just that they did not murder but they did not have they, they had no culpability they were not aware that this person needed help okay the Kohanim Omrim and the Kohanim say Kapel Amcha Yisrael Asher Padit Hashem atone for your people that you have atone, that you have redeemed God do not give the, the guilt of this of the of this of this uh, innocent blood on your people. Now, the, the end of the pasuk there in the Torah says, the blood shall be atoned for them. The, the, the Mishnah is saying that's not part of the quotes. That's not what the Kohanim are saying. That's what the Torah is saying. The divine spirit, meaning the Torah, the is telling them, if you do this ritual, if you go through with this ritual, then you'll be atoned for for the blood. Okay, but that's not in the quote marks of the Kohanim. Let's take a look at the Gemara. Seven. Yeah. Um, usually you see it from below, right? Yeah. So, so this is from the opposite. What, yeah, what do you think that's 
about well it's about I think the violence of the act as opposed to shechita is like the controlled releasing of blood and this is like the, uh, the, the violence um, okay um, and it's not a korban you don't want to confuse it with a korban either I mean that's also funny right there's a sense of spilling blood to atone korban is a blood that atones I mean there's also paraduma which is actually exactly what the Gemara is going to say which is like a pseudo korban that gets done out of the base on Niktas, but that gets shechted and the blood gets sprinkled right so that has more of a korban dimension right this is something else. Like, I mean, maybe you also want to think about, I don't know, like the Seir uh, Azazel. Okay, although here, that's just sent off. This is actually out of the base of Mikdash. You know, it's very much a non-Korban, right? Like, as you point out, it's not the Shrita from the front. It's the Waretz from behind. It's a, it's a, but, you know, but on the other hand, right, there's something about the blood and the atoning in this way. So, it's, but it's not fit for in terms of the normal ritualized way of, or, you know, Korban way of doing it. Yeah. Is it, um, would you have expected it to say, um, Hadam Lehem? No, um, that's a good point, and that gets to David's point. We're not talking about no. We're not talking about the blood of the of the eglo. We're talking about the innocent the, the blood that was spilled. Oh, that's so, good. but that's a very good point, right? It's nechaper lahem for the altitain dam naki. Innocent blood was spilled, right. and it needs atoning for, right? Because it says ki laaretz lo The only way the innocent blood is atoned for is by the you know execution of the murderer yeah. this doesn't have the dam Cho. so what you have is you have an execution of an innocent Egla which to some degree is a substitute for executing right. the murderer and that atones for the innocent blo- blood right but it's the it's not the blood of the Egla that's atoning it's the innocent blood that's being atoned for mm-hmm. okay but it is it's very compelling and you know interesting that it's not exactly it's not a korban right I mean I, I think that's an interesting way of thinking about it is it more of a korban or is it more of a uh, of a substitute execution of the murderer if you would have had the murderer, right? And there actually some, you know, and there is an execution in the basic mitzvah that is by the, you know, the, you know, well, the, you know, there's the execution of, 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 of by the sword, which according, you know, to some is actually the type of like a hatchet execution, you know? So, um, I mean, there's a question exactly how it would be, but it could very well have been like, you know, the, the, uh, that, a form of execution. Exactly. Exactly. So, seeing this as a type of a substitute execution of had of the would-be murderer, or of the murderer who we don't know who he is. Um, okay. So, hmm. It's actually okay. Sorry. So, the moon posto be So the Mishnah says that the that the um, a blemish is not a psul, which again points to the fact that it's not a korban. So it says, why don't we say it's a, a, a puzzle based on a kavachomer from paraduma, which is also not exactly a korban, although a lot closer to a korban. Umar parish ain't a shine posto by a para the age doesn't matter and nevertheless a blemish matters Eglo is a shining postal spell an Eglo that has to be one year old it says because it says um, you know uh, because an Eglo means a one year old that's what we assume so the age the years can invalidate certainly a blemish should invalidate should have more requirements so the Gemara says no Shani Hasam Damakra it says by the Paraduma a share in Batmum. There's no blemish in it. Batmum posel by paraduma blemish is a problem. The ain moon posel be egla, but it's not a problem by the calf. The Gemara says, okay, elamiata lo yusharavodas posel spa. So if that's true, that's a ba is a limiting word, and we don't take one idea that we have by egla and apply it to the to the para or vice versa. So then we should say that other acts of avodah of labor do not invalidate a paraduma because by the paraduma 
Duma, it doesn't say, by the Egla it says, Asher lo uvadba, that was not worked. By the Paraduma it says, Asher, it says, Para adumat mima, Asher ein mum, Asher lo Allah aleha o. It did not have a yoke. But let's say you used it to do an avoda that was not a yoke. Okay? So, there's no, nothing in the Pesukim by Paraduma that says it's possible. We learn it out from the Egla Rufa. Because the Egla Rufa says, Ashela Uvad Ba. But by Egla Rufa it says, Ashela Uvad Ba. So, if we're not going to apply the idea of a mum from Para to Egla, because it says, Ashela Ein Bo Mum, then we shouldn't apply, or Ashela Ba Mum, then we shouldn't apply the, right, by the, right, by the Para it says, Para Aduma Timima. A share ain ba mum. A share lo Allah aleha o. And by the egla it says, what is it? Eglat vakar. A share lo uvad ba. A share lo uvad ba. A share lo mashchab o. Mashchab o. Okay. So whoops, ba o. So, how we said, how do we know mum doesn't apply? Because it says ba mum. So, by para, it's only a mum, not by agra. Okay, but it doesn't say here anything about a voda. It says mum and ol. It doesn't say a voda. Here it says, asher lo uvad ba. So, if we're going to say ba doesn't allow, you can't learn out, so this should say avoda only passes by egla. It doesn't passle by the para, right? The ba should be the same limiting idea. But we're going to see that that's not true. So, let's take a look. It says, elameata, lo yeishar avodas postles ba. Other avodas other than an old should not invalidate by a paraduma. Alamatan, alama amar rabbi Yehuda amar rav. Why does rabbi be saying in the name of rav? If you put like a bundle of sacks on the para, okay, psula, it's invalid, even though that's not an old. An old presumably has to be literally like a yoke, okay? And by an egra, it's not enough that the old that this thing was put on it has to actually carry the carry the uh, this uh, you know this um, not this old this sack whatever this burden and what you're putting on it. Okay, so we'll bracket for now the reason why egla zivin para. Nevertheless, it doesn't say anything other than old by para. So if this is true by para, it must be we learned it out from uvad ba by egla. But why doesn't the word ba say that no a vote is only a problem by egla? So the Gemara says, Shani Parad Yofunan Ol Ol Me Egla. So the Gemara says, No, 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 no. We're able to learn out Avoda because it says Ol Ol, and that allows us to learn out Avoda. So of course the point is, so then we're going to say Avoda also applies. Of course, if you're going to use this to learn out Avoda, you could use this to learn out Mum, right? Right? If you're going to apply Avoda from Egla to Par, you should use the Ol Ol to apply Mum from Para to Egla, which is what the Gemara is going to say. Why? Ol is Shayat to Avoda. It's not Shayat. Well, it doesn't matter, though. They're different. I mean, okay, some are conceptually related, but still, it's different parts of the Pasuk. No, okay? Once you have a Gzairah Shabbat, you can learn this phrase, you can learn that okay. phrase. All right? So, the Gemara says, uh... Um, uh, to learn out the idea of mum. No, it says So again, we're back to square one. Ba should limit it to egla. 
So the Gemara says, No, 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 no. That bar, you're right. This is really the answer. Bar Mum here says, Mum is only a problem by para. Now, you don't have to exclude anything else from a problem by Mum, because you know what else, you know what definitely is a problem with a Mum? What things that cannot have a Mum? What things can't have a Mum? Korbanos. So, by, you have the whole world here of korbanot. Okay? We know that korbanot, mum, is a problem. So, if Ba is telling me mum is only a problem by para, it's not excluding korbanot, it's ex- saying it's not a problem by egla rufa, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but by here, it says, Asher lo uvad ba, it's telling me avoda is only a problem here and not elsewhere. That's what the Ba is telling me. What it's actually doing is it's not excluding para. You know what it's excluding? It's excluding korbanot. Korbanot, surprisingly, avoda does not invalidate. Okay? So, you, so by here says mum is not a problem by egla. By here does not say it's not a problem by para. By here says avoda is not a problem by korbanot, which is quite shocking, right? You would think that the korbanot are always weightier. Okay? But that shows you that we're more interested in seeing these in a similar category than korbanot. Because in the end, these are being done outside the Beit HaMikdash. So it's true there's a mum idea here. We're not going to extend the mum idea. Maybe dafka, a reason not to extend the mum idea to egla is exactly what I said. Extending the mum idea to egla makes it more like a korban. And it's not like a korban. You don't sprinkle the blood. You don't slaughter it in the ritual way. So we're not going to extend that. But this idea of avoda, that's limited to egla and para. It doesn't apply to korbanot. Okay, so the bar here does not exclude para. The bar here only excludes korbanot. Avoda is not a problem by korbanot. The fact that you can work uh, an animal that is meant to be a korban, yeah. it's a powerful idea conceptually. Uh-huh, so it's the animal that's been plowing your field. You know. That really was connected to the Oh, it's a nice idea. Many. Right. And then you can be shit as long as it um, meets other criteria. Yeah, yeah. And... and and create a bridge to the domain of the sacred. It's a very nice idea. Yeah. Okay, so it says, um, okay, so, so, no. Avod is not a problem by Korbanot. Very reasonable assumption. I certainly would have assumed that. So therefore it tells me that Avod is not a problem by Kachim, but it is a problem by Paraduma. No, I could have challenged. I wouldn't have made that Kavachomer. I would have said an Egla has to be only one year. Its age invalidates. So therefore, I can't apply its inv- it, the idea of a voter to Korbanot, because Korbanot age doesn't matter. So the Mosh says, who says age doesn't matter by Korbanot? Are you telling me there are no Korbanot that years matter? Like there is. Like Korban Pesach has to be a year old. There's some Korbanot that years matter. So I need a Pesach that those Korbanot that years do matter, I have a total Kavachomer. Egla, Moom doesn't matter, and it and avoda does korbanot where moom does matter. How much more so should avoda matter? And in both of those cases, there are cases of korbanot that also years matter, just like by egla. So it's the same kavachomer. So that's why I needed but to tell me that avoda does not matter by korbanot. Okay, so that's what we have. Avoda doesn't matter. So moom tells me moom is only by para. 
But here does not limit para. Para avoda is also an issue. It says by korbanot avoda does not matter. Okay, now the Gemara says like this: the avoda Is that what we learned that kachim avoda doesn't invalidate from the ba by egla rufa? Mehachem nafka. We learned it from a different pasuk. Yiveret oshavur ocharutzo yiveret ogaravo yalafet lo takri veilu lahashem. So that's by different types of blemishes. Eila yatamakriv. You can't bring those animals with blemishes. Lo takri hu eila lahashem. But if it's just that they use it to do work, that you could bring. So we learn it out from the Eila. We don't need the Ba by Egla Rufa to tell you Avoda isn't a problem. It says, no, it's Trech. I need the extra Pasuk by the Egla Rufa. I would have thought, honey, when is it not invalidated for Korban if you use it for normal permissible labor, like to plow your land? Avoda is Isser if you use it for an Isser, like let's say you did a, you yoked it with Kilayim, let's say, you know, or you had to plow a field of kilayim or something. Um, let's say it becomes forbidden, like it's a type of a mitzvah of Yavera, or to blemish on it, uh, a, uh, you know, like a metaphysical blemish. No, you need it. Again, a very powerful idea. You could do a voda. You could do a voda on it, you know, even even b'iser, and it does, and the animal can still be used to be brought as a korban. Okay, so that's why you needed to psukim. After one minute, does it? We have a, yet another puzzle that we learned that a vote isn't a problem that can teach us that. Do not bring, do not accept a sacrifice from a from a foreigner, from a non-Jew, from these, from animals with blemishes. You can't bring these animals. You can bring animals that have done, have had an avoda done. So we have now three psukim to tell you an avoda is not a problem by korbanot. Why do you need all three? No, you need all three. Even two psukim would have told me whether it's a votus hatcher, whether it's a votus iser, that's not a problem as long as you used it when it had not yet been sanctified. But if you actually worked the animal when it was a korban, that I would say would really compromise its kedusha. You really had violated its kedusha status. Let it become forbidden. It tells you it doesn't, so that's quite a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Right? Who knew that Avoda did not invalidate by Kudshim even if you did the Avoda when they were Kudshim. That does not invalidate. Why isn't that a Me'ila? I don't get that. You might be a Me'ila, but the Korban is, is still kosher. You didn't change the status of the Korban. Okay? It's Kedusha wasn't compromised. You don't have to substitute it for another way. No. Yeah. It's pretty surprising, right? So, Boom is a problem by Para. Avoda is a problem by both of them. Korbanot You've got so by 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 para moom and avoda is a problem. By egla, it's just it's just avoda because it doesn't really have a korban status. And by korban, it's just mum. So it's actually interesting, right? These are like mirror images of one another. This is just mum is a problem, not avoda. This is just avoda and not mum. And this has both problems, paraduma. Okay, all right. So now the Gemara says like this. Um, okay, uh, Gufa. Let's go back to the original statement. If you put a bundle of sacks on the paraduma, psula, it's invalid. Even once it's just like carried a, a, a burden, even though it wasn't an ol, a yoke. With the egla, but the egla actually It has to draw it because it says asherlo mashchab ol. All right, although this is not exactly an old technically. Mesri, now the one that last year on this. Oh, Eliela, oh, Sharavotas Minayan. Okay, so I only know Asher Lola, oh, by a para. How do I know other things are a problem that are not an old by a para? Amarta Kavachomer. 
This is sort of what we were saying before, right? That we're going to learn para from Egla. Egla does not have a blemish as a problem, a vote as a problem. Para shemun para that has a blemish as a problem, and it's in shavarus postal spa. Okay, certainly avoda should be part. So basically, we learn avoda like we've been saying from to para from egla. But here's the problem: if we're learning the idea of avoda from 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 egla, how could it be a different parameters than egla? How could it be more strict than egla? Okay, the inachalomar. But anyway, so what is the kavachom? And if you don't like the kavachomer, nemarkan ol nemalalan ol. It's gzeres shava malahalin shavodas postal spa. The same way avoda apostles by egla afkan shav. Why did you have to go to a kavachom? Uh, 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 what was wrong with the kavachom? You can ask. First of all, it's not necessarily a kavachomer. There's ways in which egla is stricter than para. Egla has to be a year old. Para does not have years as, inv- as an inv- as invalidating. So just because something is a problem by egla doesn't mean it's a problem by para. Inami or kachim yochihu. There's another way that you can't make a kavachomer. Look at kachim. Shemum posel behem. Mum is a problem. But in a vote posel behem. And a vote is not. So therefore, just because para, we know mum, we don't know avoda. Kachim has mum and not avoda. There was, so there's not a kavachomer to teach you avoda by para. We know mum. It's stricter than egla because it has mum and egla does not have a mum problem. But nevertheless, it might not have an avoda problem. So that's the gzeir shav of ol ol. Ol ol tells us, all right, you couldn't have learned it out logically, but ol ol is telling you there is an avoda problem by para. In the hierarchy okay. of hermeneutics, which is generally stronger, the svara of kavachomer or gzeir shav? Well, uh, svara of kavachomer is more attractive because it's r- logical, but it's also because of that reason it's more able to be challenged. Right. Kavachomer is, 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 you know, is more arbitrary, so it's also less able to be challenged. Okay, I mean, if, I mean, all things being equal, you could, would there be a preference for doing one rather than the other? I don't know. It sounds like not. It sounds like we'd, I mean, it sounds like we would rather do a kavachomer if a kavachomer works. Um, okay. You can make up a new Gizeh Shabbat too, right? Correct, correct. that's it. Yeah, it seems to be, correct. Okay, um, okay, so... Uh, now the Gemara says, fine. So we learn Avoda from Egla. But if we're learning it from Egla, it should be the same definition. So if Egla is not a problem until... Uh, if Egla is a problem as still... It, uh, if Egla is not a problem until it carries the, 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 the burden, so Parah should also be the same. It's because the whole source is Egla. So that's what the Gemara says. We welcome Shabbata. One minute, you have to learn out from where you're coming from. If the source is Egla, and Egla is not a problem until it actually walks with the burden, the same should be by the para. So the says, you know what, you're right. If you learned it from Egla, it would be the same definition. This statement of Rav Yehuda Marav is going from a different source by para that doesn't learn it from Egla. Tanoihi, it's a debate of Tanoihi. The ego demaisulimi egla. There are those that learn avoda from para from egla, and then it would be the same definition. Ego demaisulimi gufa de para, but some learn it intrinsically from para duma. The tiny we turn to brisa. Oh, Amy Ella Oh. It says by Parasher Lo Allah Allah Oh. Okay, I only know if a bur- if a yoke was put on it. Sharvot is me not. How if I know if something other than a yoke was put on it? Tamadomar Asher Lo Allah Allah. 
Okay, it didn't again. Well, these are one of these funny drashot. But since it left the word ol till the end, it could have said Asher lo Allah ol aleha. But it says Allah ol, which means you stop the puzzle before you get to the word ol. If anything wasn't put on it, so we're not going to limit it to yoke. So the idea of doing something else is not based on a concept of avod. It's also a conceptual difference. Here's the concept of avoda. Here, what we're doing is it's not a concept of avoda. It's just we're saying nothing is put on it. We're just saying that the word yoke is less specific. So if you put anything on it, that's why when you put the, the package of, of sacks on it, even if it didn't walk with it, it didn't do an avoda, the concept of the power we're saying, well, this is not about avoda. It's about anything being put on it. Okay? So, okay. Oh, so it's just about anything being put on it by para. What's the meaning of the word ol? Because if you put a yoke on it, it invalidates it whether you're using it to do work or not using it to do work. So ol does not inform the definition of avoda. Right. Well, we're actually bracketing avoda. According to this approach, we're actually it's not conceptually about avoda by para, you know, that much at all. It's really just about Allah leha. Just about the old. Or any bird, any burden. Shar avodas, other things, ain't posos ele bishat avoda. Okay, other things, and what does it mean bishat avoda? When you put a, when you put a thing of sacks on it, what shat avoda is it? So Rashi's, no, but it doesn't. The whole point is, even if it didn't take a step by, by, by other things. By right, it says, as soon as you put the bundle of sacks on it, it doesn't have to be Moshe. Mm. So Rashi says the difference is, why are you putting the bundle of sacks on it? Are you putting the bundle of sacks on it because you actually somehow want it to carry the sacks, okay? You haven't actually, maybe it hasn't started walking, but you're planning on using it to carry the sacks. Or is it basically like you're there and you're talking to your friend and you need just to put it down for a second, but you're not planning on using it. It's not in an avoda context. So shot avoda here sort of means like an avoda context, okay? So the way we're learning it is, as opposed to before where we conceptualize it as avoda, and it has to actually be acting and moving and using it here and then it would be the same definition by para if para has a stricter definition even if the sacks go on it without it carrying the sacks we're basically saying it's a shelo alala you didn't put anything on it the only significance of the word ol is is that if it's, you put something on it for the purpose of avoda ol if you put a yoke on it even not for the purpose of avoda I don't know why you put it on just because we need to rest your hands or something okay that would be the basic difference but fundamentally Mentally, it's much more about Allah Aleha than it is about the concept of Avoda. All right, so now it continues. Okay. Um, uh, okay. The Ema says, Moshe says, The Ema Shelo Allah Le Klal, O Prat, Klal the Prat, and the Klal the Prat, O in Midiachrini Lo. If you're learning it out from, not from the Xerah Shava to Egla, but from the words Allah Le Ol, let's just say that it's only Ol, that Ol is the Prat. So the Gemara says, No, Asher Ribuyahu. Asher Lo Allah Le Ol, didn't say Lo Allah Le Ol, Asher somehow is coming to broaden the, you know, range of things that it would have done. I don't know how. Okay, the Tanya Nami Gabi Egla Ki Agavda. We have a similar bright to the Egla. Oh, Eni Yelo Oh, Shavodos Minayin. Like by Egla says, I share Lo Mashchaba Oh. 
right? It didn't draw an ola. How do I know if it did other avodot? Tamud lomar, ashelo uvad ba, mikomakom, any avoda. In gemar tamud lomar ol, so what's the purpose of the yoke? Ol posel be mishatavoda ve mishalo mishatavoda. The ol, whether it's on for the purpose of doing avoda or not, is a problem, as long as I guess it walks with it. Shar avodos, other things, ain't posel sele mishatavoda, would only be a problem in the context of using them for an avoda. Okay, the ain't mashelo uvad ba klal, ol prat, Klal prat ain't the klal alamasha but prat all in midiachrini lo. Why don't we do a klal prat? Of course, this is a harder klal prat because this is different different phrases. Ashela uvad ba shela mashchab all. This would be much harder to conflate to be about an all, but that's the question. Ain't the klal alamasha but prat. So Gemara says. Asher ribuyahu. No, the word, the next asher is a riboy, but this clearly is much more of a riboy because this is a separate phrase. Asher lo uvadba is one concept. Asher lo mashabaol is a different. But asher lo alalehol, this is all the same phrase. So this is a lot harder to understand to, to say that we can broaden it to include things that aren't an old. But here, really, you're dealing with two different phrases. Okay. I'm Rabbi Avo. So Rabbi Avo said, "By by, my name Rabbi Yochanan. We asked Rabbi Yochanan." When you say by the eggla, it has to be moshech ba'ol, it has to walk with it. How far does it have to walk? Like one step? So, amalei kemalei ol, the length of, the, of, an, of a yoke itself, that's mashcha ba'ol, like it moved the thing, its own, you know, it's displaced in its own space. So, ibailu, la'arko la'rachlo, the length of an ol or the width of an ol. Okay, amalei hu, ayim rabbanan, rabbi yako shmei, so one of the rabbis, his name was rabbi yako, said, lidimi farshali, mined rabbi yochan, and it was explained to me in the name of Yochanan, Meshichas Ol Lerachvo Tefach. The, the drawing of an ol for, for the egla rufa to, um, to is goes by the width of the ol, which is a tefach. So v'leima tefach. So just say it has to go a tefach. Why do you say it has to go the width of an ol? So hakamash malan shiur the ol tefach to tell you that the width of an ol is a tefach. Why do I need to know that? Have l'may nafki me? No, what do I care about that? for business. If I'm buying an ol and you deliver ols that are less than a tefach wide, I could say that that clearly is not, does not qualify as an ol. Or you could have just said that it's doing it for conceptually that the reason we say by a tefach is that what it means to be Mosheikh is to displace something its own space I don't get that okay you don't I, get that I don't get like how tiny is the width what do you mean it's like width, width. you know what like, a yoke looks like yes I, I, I do I have several yokes in home right or whatever it's, I don't know that's not a good drawing but anyway right here's the, here's the head of the cow right so the width is this part that part that that's the width okay all right all right, so it says, uh, okay. So, okay. I'm Rabbi Yochanan and Shaul. Tell Rabbi Yochanan and Shaul. Why did they bring a calf in the wadi? Bring something that has never produced fruit, because it's also, by the way, that might also be why avoda is posaba. Not only is it... Is it young and hasn't had children, but it's never been used for anything? It's innocent. It's you know un- untarnished. So that could be the idea again specifically, right? Avoda is, is very distinctive here. It's not by korbanot. Okay, so something that has not produced anything. 
Yearaf and let its neck be broken, but Makam Shane Osa Peirot in a place that doesn't produce anything. Why? Because it's a hard wadi. Vichaper Peirot. And to atone for somebody who never had a chance to produce fruit in this world. Somebody who was who was murdered, you know, maybe slain in their youth. So the Gemara says, My Peirot. Now what do we mean by Peirot for the person who did not produce Peirot? If it means that he did not have children. So Elameata would you not do Agla Rufa for somebody who couldn't have children anyway right who was let's say older elderly I mean if he was elderly maybe he did have children but he was no longer able to have children or somebody that was sterile would you not do it because that, anyway that person couldn't have done children it wasn't the fact that he was murdered that prevented that so the Gemara says Ella mitzvot no it means that he did not have the opportunity to do good deeds which again interestingly can tie into the idea of uvadba, right that it was not worse so it hadn't had an opportunity to this this young calf that had not had an opportunity to make a mark in the world to make a difference to have its you know labor and so on and so somebody who had been slain of course if somebody was slain at the end of their lives they might have done a lot of mitzvot right they might have had a lot of kids but the point is it still prevented them from doing more okay so I mean obviously it doesn't match up perfectly but there still is that idea of right of that you know of that wasted potential okay Tana Rabbanan a rabbi's taught it has to be hard rock. Oh my God, I have no idea how we're going to get through this. Eitan Moshevach, six minutes, we're going to get through the bottom of that. Eitan Moshevach, okay, your, 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 your dwelling place is strong in the rocks. The Omer Shimu Harim Mishriv HaJem Behitanim Moshe Aretz. Here the mountains, the, 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 the fight of God, and the strong ones, the foundations of the earth. No, Eitan means that it's ancient. So Nachle Eitan means an ancient body. Or Rashi says it means that it has never been, you know, the dirt has never been dug up. So the ground goes back to like ancient times. Goy Eitanhu. It's a nation. It's an Eitan nation. Goy Nealamhu from 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 you know from 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 ancient times. Okay, okay. Um, now. With a hatchet from behind, my time it says your mimu or po, you split its head with the finger, whatever, from behind the nape of the neck. You do it from behind. So here too, arifa means from the back. And you can't plant in the place. So Lishavar, which means in the past. See Rabbi Yoshai. Yoshai means it means a place that had not been worked and planted. Does not mean shall not be worked and planted. Rabbi Yonason Amar Lehaba. No, it means shall not. You're not allowed to use it in the future to plant. Rabbi Amar Everybody agrees that you can't do it in the future. The lo means shall not be be plant be seeded. The question is whether it means in the past it had never been used for that. The Yoshaya Savar Miksiv the lo yuvad. It doesn't say the lo yuvad. It says the lo yeaved, which I don't know. Some, I'm not sure what the grammar is. But anyway, I know, I know. Some Somehow, anyway, somehow for him, lo yaved means that it's in the that it refers to the past and not just the future. Lo yavod ba maybe should have been in the future. If Yonas asher lo neevad had it meant the past, it would have said neevad. Asher lo yuvad means for the future.
Maybe he's writing it out in Malay here with the father. Yeah, I still don't get it. I embed the dollar could be Yehuvah. Could be. Rabbi Yoshaya would say, Asher Lishavar Mashu. No, that had not been. Asher means that had not been. If it says, you may not, it would say, El Nachal Eitan, the lo yeavedva, the lo yizareya. You shall not work it. Asher means had not been worked. Okay? Rebionah's an Asher Ribu Yehu. No, it's coming to be more inclusive. Uh, I'm forgetting what it's including. Rashi says, um... Um, oh, that even if it's not planting, even other type of avodot are also included. Okay, so everybody agrees, according to the Gemara, that for the future you cannot work it. The question is, is whether it's also saying that in the past it had not been worked. Um, now you can do things that don't use the soil. You can use it there to, I don't know, clean flax. I only know that you can't plant. Here's the reboy. How do I know you can't do anything with the soil? Can't do anything. So why say plant? Because it's something that actually uses the soil. Anything that uses the soil, you can't do. As opposed to coming flat, that's just standing on the ground that you can do. Says the Karl Pradens, just planting, seeding. No, a share rebuyahu. That's what we said before. A share is coming to tell you that it is it is broader. It's not just planting. You can't do a range of things like planting. You can't use the soil, but other things you can do. Now, the elders wash their hands. They will wash their hands. Why do they have to say, that was broken neck? I mean, we already know that. Presumably the water is spilled over the place where the neck was severed. Like they do it literally on top of the egg, on top of where the neck was break, where, where, was, 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 was broken. Did we think they're murderers? We do not see him and and. and, and Abandon him without giving him food and without giving him accompaniment. Um, Tanya, now we're going to get into a whole little uh, uh, drush out about the importance of accompaniment. We force people to accompany their guests. Like it's such a mandate that if you don't want to accompany your guests, I don't know, Basin would come to your home and force you to accompany your guests. The merit for accompaniment has no measure. This is by, uh, they saw the people, uh, somebody going out of the city. Tell us the way to get into the city. And we'll do a few uh, kindness. This is when they were like, a, you know, conquering one of the cities there in Shoftim. Uh, he showed them the way into the city. Um, what did they do for him? They wiped out that entire city. But they freed that person. And he went into the land of the Chittites. And he built a city. Luz, and he called the name Luz. It's its name until today. So until today, we seem it's like a significant statement. So what does that mean? It means Ariyomazet. Tanya Hilus Shetzomibat Chelas. That's the city that they make the Chelas in it. They 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 they, they uh, you know they die the Chelas. Hilus Shabbat Chelavlo Biyobulat. Now Ariyomazet means it's never been disrupted. So even when Sanchelas came and upturned the entire world, he, that city was left alone. 
even the angel of death doesn't have entry into the city of Luz but the elders in that city when they get weary of life they can't live you know who wants to live forever so what do they do they, so they have to leave the city and then they die but in the city it's a magical city nobody ever dies okay so that's the merit that this guy got for showing them the way into the city now the funny thing is that what he actually did was right he treated right <laughs> exactly I mean the problem wasn't that he was a spy or not a spy or whatever that he betrayed whatever he showed them the way to attack a city but somehow we are using this as a model of he helped them he accompanied them on their way their way happened to be into the city so he accompanied them on their way okay so Valozvan Kavachomer he just pointed he didn't even say he said anything he didn't even walk he just showed them that led to a salvation for all future generations somebody that accompanies somebody and walks with their, their guests you know to, 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 to where they're going or a little bit out of the house how much more so will they merit now how did he show them the way into the city like he just like you know moved like a you know pointed with his lips or something he didn't even say anything you know he just indicated somehow with his mouth he came he came with him he like you know uh, like he I don't know he frowned like he tilted his mouth in a certain way or something he just pointed okay I mean it couldn't have been such a secret way if all you needed to do was just point I don't know maybe it was a secret passage I don't know he turns like Rabbi Yochanan he just pointed with his finger Okay, let's just read a little bit more because we've got to kind of get a little bit further. We're going to go fast. If somebody is going on the way and has nobody to accompany them, so right now, the, because the real point of accompaniment from the previous, from the story of Egla Rufa, is that you're walking a- alone and nobody who, nobody who knows the area is there to help you. It's not just one, two versus one. It's like if you're a stranger, right, you're more, you're more vulnerable for attack. If somebody from the city is with you, right, people keep their distance. So you hear somebody is going alone and there's nobody there to accompany, okay, so what do you do to protect yourself? So, they are a ornament of, of charm for your head, but it's obviously a plan word of livaya. Right? They will accompany you. The Torah will accompany you, and that will protect you if somebody else is not accompanying you. And the necklace for your throat. Because Paro took four steps to go with Avram. So he commanded people to accompany Avraham. Now, Hodi knows only four steps. It sounded like maybe they accompanied him all the way out. But it's sort of minimizing what he did to show you the maximum benefit. Okay? Um, so he, because he sent men to accompany Avraham, he was able to get the service of Avraham's descendants for 400 years. Which is a funny dynamic. Because it's sort of like if you help out your guest you'll have power over your guest right I mean that's like a weird type of a way of speaking about the Scharva Onish he helped out Avraham so he had this power over Avraham so I mean anyway um, if you just walk four amot with your with your with your you know with your neighbor I mean you know somebody who's like you know leaving the city or leaving your house 
So that then you do not you are not damaged. Now who's not damaged? You or him? Because the real it seems like you are not. That's your merit. But the real purpose of the Levaya is to help protect him. But if you do that, then also you won't be. And again, it could have some real benefit. I mean, look, you know, I, I try to make a point of this. You know, when I have somebody over for Shabbos, I really do this. Like, you know, you don't just see them out at the door. You walk them from the door, like, you know, out of the house. It makes them feel that they're being taken care of. They're not just being gotten rid of, you know, and you walk with them, you know, just for Amot. But besides the sense of the feeling that somebody is like, doesn't want to leave me and wants to take care of me and so on, you know, practically, again, a stranger in a city could be vulnerable for, you know, for people uh, thinking that this person, nobody cares about him and is unprotected. So just walking even a little distance sends like a signal to other people as well. This person is my guest, you know, you know, you know, keep your hands off, like, you know. So, um, so therefore, so the merit for you doing that is that you're not, you're not injured. Um, let's just read one more thing. Ravina Alvie Lerava Bar Yitzchak Arba Amor he accompanied him for Amor in the city. And then something happened that could have caused him injury. The Itzel and he was saved from it. Okay, so I guess we will uh, end with this and pick up with this on Shabbos. But at least we're a good deal closer. Okay. Not bad. Everyone.